0: Try this again. <laughs> Try this again. And everyone, never let your wife steal your charger and then not return it. It's solely well, my wife's fault. I blame no one but her.
1: All right. We're going to have to edit this shit up now. We're going to have to touch it up real nice. But for those who are wondering, <laughs> we went about 15 minutes into the episode with a long break of silence. Because your boy, JB, uh, apparently couldn't get his laptop to work. So needless to say, we are rusty after not having been live for, what, three weeks now?
0: Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. All right. So, yeah, so I got the notification that the battery's going to die. I told you to take over. And literally, as it plugged in, I saw it charging. It just died. Bro, I can take over... For like twenty to thirty seconds max,
1: I was trying to bring the slide deck up. Couldn't <laughs> find the slides. I I somehow changed the default graphic of the logo, so we got to reverse. Is that why changes. everything's red? <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on. I panicked. You left me. I panicked. All right, don't do that again.
0: Okay, I'll try not. Try not. I'm going to have to put a (laughs) lock on my charger in my office now, apparently. Anyway, let's start over. What are you drinking tonight? I got a
1: Spayburn 10-year scotch because it's a nice budget scotch, you know? It's not going to break the bank. I feel like I got to ease my way back into some respectable shit, you know, after three weeks of being off air, so it's nice. I'm enjoying it, man. What
0: do you got going on? I uh, so Liquor Junction is a big, I'm a big fan of them. They're a uh, local uh package store, if you will, um, uh, up in the North Shore sure. area here. They got a good selection of uh rye whiskey. So, this is a Starlight Ooh. single barrel rye whiskey finish in cognac barrels, um, uh, specifically made for like uh, a Liquor Junction or selected by a Liquor Junction, I should say. That sounds pretty um,
1: damn good, man. That sounds pre- that sounds pretty good because I it's like tasty. I like what I like when you take a rye. And uh, you finish it in something else, be it a cognac barrel, I don't know, a rum cask or something. I like it because, I don't know, the fire of the rye mellowed out with something sweet. That's a nice combo. Something I can get behind.
0: Something I can support, you know? It is. is. Just making sure we're still alive. My battery is not going to die. All right. We're moving. Moving in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Moving in the right direction. So. Uh, I don't even know where to start because we talked about some shit. March Madness, you're welcome. That's our life going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense. Pretty intense. I'd say four days in a row. uh, I mean, we did it up proper. Hotel room, nonstop action. I was not expecting the drinks and appetizers to be a four-figure amount per person. Um, You know, but sometimes you just got to go. Sometimes you just got to get after it. You know what I mean? And I think... This was, as you may, I know you make fun of me, dude, but it was truly my first March Madness bender. And, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we keep
0: that tradition alive. Love it. Love it. I actually thought um, when you factor in everything we did, I was pretty comfortable with what we spent. Now, we had another individual with us who decided to just buy buckets of Coronas and not drink them. And then say there was decoration. Strange.
1: Yeah, um, very strange, very strange move. He treated them as if
0: they were centerpieces on the did. table. He did. You know,
1: which is an odd move. I've never seen it
0: done before. He did, he did. And then he would do things like get a whole duck where you and I would split half a duck. So <laughs> there were some, some interesting things, interesting decisions were made within this three and a half, four day bender, I would say.
1: Well, he went against the waitress's recommendation. He specifically asked for the portion size. And she said, oh, half duck? Yeah, you split that between at least two people. And he says, ah, okay, I'll take the full duck to myself. Yeah. And it was just a, just a, it was an odd moment. It was an odd moment for everyone at the table. But, yeah, look, I mean, there's going to be bad decisions each and every day in those kinds of environments. You and I had our share of bad decisions, right? Who are we to judge?
0: I will judge all my life. Thank you very much. Anyway, let's get in. Let's get into this. Yeah, we got a lot of recaps to talk it. about. I'm pretty excited about this pay per view card. I don't know. I think the fucking card is stacked. Maybe it's just because Good I know a is. lot of people in the car But like this, oh. I'm very excited for this pay per view. And we'll break down your today's stats. um Just gonna get it out there. Your boy's in a hole. All right, he's gone through some massive swings in March, and there was a massive uptick, a massive downtick, massive uptick, massive downtick. We're in a hole. So I, 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 dude, you're gonna catch me up, man. It's been three weeks. We, we, I, I've been out of the
1: country. I come back, and you're in a hole. You were riding high after March Madness. Bro. So
0: I, I blame you for this because when I go to make poor decisions, I will generally send you a text message and say, "Max play on women's <laughs> basketball over," and you would be like. JB, you're a fucking yeah. moron. Don't cut do this
1: shit. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah,
0: I feel bad sending that text message when it's like 10 p.m. at night here. And I'm like, oh, shit, his like day is just starting. He might still be asleep. <laughs> I'm not going to send that text message. I um, appreciate it. I do appreciate that. And I, I, will di- s- I
1: did. Ch- I checked your bets, man. And yeah, there was a lot of shady shit going on.
0: A lot of story. shady stuff. A lot of shady yeah. stuff. Um, there's only a couple I'm actually ashamed of. Um, I will say a lot of them are were thought out. And again, like I said, there were some pretty big hits, but then I yeah. get the whole, ooh, <laughs> I can like now take this and do more because it's legal. And yeah, oh, I just yeah. fucking piss it away. Of so, course, of course, of course. What let's get into them? it and let's start off with combat. Zone 79. Kicked off yeah. the weekend. Dana White's looking for a fight. Uh combat zone 79, Calvin Cater's promotion. Um, listen, we have pretty Primo seats. We were right behind oh, Dana, yeah. Thomas, uh, Matt, Sarah, and then fucking Max Crosby from the fucking uh, Raiders was there. I had no idea who that was. And then yeah, you recognized a do. ton of other UFC people too. You said Hunter, yeah, was, uh, uh, Hunter
1: Campbell. Hunter oh, yeah. Campbell was right in front of us. Dude, matchmaker for the UFC. Um, there were a few other local promoters there, and uh, like you said, they were literally right in
0: front of us. So it was a pretty cool environment, man. And what I'm noticing is that the, and not surprising, right? I think you see the find this in any industry, but the local MMA community is definitely very tight because I'm now seeing the same people at each promotion we're going to. And we're going to different promotions, right? Like these are not affiliated. Yeah. Yeah, they have the UFC fight pass, but that's really the only like common thing they have with each other. And we're seeing the same people in all these fucking fights. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: It, it's it's like a small family. Yeah, I was in line with a few people who were referencing like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know people here. You know, we come to these things all the time. And I, I didn't quite know that. We're admittedly kind of new to the scene, the Boston Bruce bets gang. But I got to say, we're making a splash,
0: bro. We're making some noise in this little tight knit family, I'll tell you. Oh, we were making some noise. I mean, at least <laughs> I was making some noise. Um, again, I thought the fights were awesome. I think they were very high-quality fights. Um, I think maybe a little higher quality than you get at most regional MMAs. Again, I think all the main cards we get on all the regionals are very very good, but the prelims are always, eh, a little iffy. Yeah. Someone's going to get knocked out in the first 30 seconds. I thought all the fights were very good. Yeah. Um But the I star of it. the show. Star of the show. Of course. The Russian polar bear, Yuri. I mean... Holy fucking shit, right? So my takeaway was from this one, his fucking fan base is awesome. I mean, I was oh, yeah. Yeah. shattered by the time this guy got in the ring to fight, right? Or the octagon, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he had a crowd just wearing the polar bear hats going nuts for him as he walked in the octagon. Dude,
1: it blew me away, man. I didn't know his was following was coming out to 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 get loud, dude. That was impressive, man. And the performance, I mean, what, what do we expect, JP? We called it first round finish. And you know what I like about this fight is he actually met a little bit of resistance in the first 30 seconds. He got rocked. He retreated, got his wits about him, made the takedown look so easy, and the finish came shortly after. I like that because when you look at young fighters like this, like you want them to face resistance and see how they react. And I'll tell you, man, he reacted just the way we thought he would, and he got it done the first round. It was
0: It was awesome. Exactly what you want to see. It was great. Again, um, very exciting fight. I think he's also very well coached. I mean, I just remember his fucking corner screaming the exact right things when he was on the ground. I was like, this is very well coached, very smart fighter. Um, He's also the fucking man. I mean, I was hammered and he won. And I went when he won, <laughs> I went fucking nuts. And he's walking yeah, out dude. of the fucking octagon. He's probably got friends and family. He doesn't know Boston Bruce. bets for shit, right? Other than we've been talking so- on Instagram. And I am just screaming at him, pointing. And he actually gave me a, hey,
1: it. what's up? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you shot right up. You screamed. And he just pointed right at his face. And he looked at you and he said, yeah. I don't know if he knew who you were at the time. I'm sure he appreciated the support, but he definitely knew who you were after the event was over.
0: <laughs> so that's the greatest thing. And this is why again, Yuri, You're the fucking man, dude. So again, right. We're walking out. There's a bunch of people, the fights over whatever. And all of a sudden me and Joe, we were walking out and we, and again, I'll go, this guy's a bigger fucking guy than I realized. Cause when he came up to me, was like, yeah. holy shit, he's actually huge. Um, puts his arm around me and Joe and is like, Boston Bruce bets. And I think we probably could form like three words. And they were like, (laughs) Yuri. And all you heard was his coach. Like, all right, we we, got to go. We got to get away from this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he was on his way somewhere and his coach was right behind him. Kind of, you know, directing him. There was a crowd. We're stumbling along towards the exit. And he saw us. He gave us a shout out. We were way too excited, and I think his coach saw that immediately. There were two shit-faced guys that are screaming my fighter's name. And his reaction, rightfully so, was, all right, yeah, we we, got to go. We got to (laughs) go. But, hey, it was cool, man. It was nice for him to give the shout-out. It was good to see him fight, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't know what's next for him. Again, I would say if uh, Dana White was looking for fighters, him and Connor Matthews are the two that come to the mind there. Um, Yeah, yeah. Both were the definitely two strongest fighters there. Again, not knocking anyone else that was there, but I, they, they definitely stood out, in my opinion. Um, Without a doubt. Without, you know what I think, JB, is they
1: got to give Yuri uh, the same spot as Conor. They got to put him on the main event in one yeah. of these cards. I, I do believe that because, I mean, Yuri is running through his competition. So I say give him the best of the best at the regional scene, right? Mm-hmm. And if he still looks impressive – absolutely get him on the contender series. But I agree, man. Connor and, and Yuri were were very impressive.
0: So my only hope here, here is, and this is the pipe dream. So Yuri, you got to keep us, you know, I know we were hammered when we talked to you last. You got to keep a surprise your next fight. You know, and don't <laughs> forget the little guys when you're in fucking the apex and all, all fucking t right. over arena. There's rumors of a UFC fight in Boston this summer. Oh, yeah. D- is this real? Is this happen- I mean, Dana White said, and again, who's controlling Dana White's Instagram, is it him versus Publis, has said, someone's mm-hmm. like, when is it coming back to Boston? He said this summer.
1: Oh, dude, he doesn't usually just say
0: shit, you know? So there, there might be some truth behind that. So my thought is, and again, this is a pipe dream, right? Yuri's going to be on that card. Fucking fantastic. 100% going for that reason alone. But it's going to be the fucking Conor McGregor, Michael, Cham- Michael Chandler.
1: Oh, can you imagine, dude? dude? Can you fucking imagine? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past Dana. Huge Irish-American population here in Boston. Huge uh we go nuts for Connor. i think oh man that would be that would be a banger of a card man i just don't know when it would be over the summer i think dana just announced that they're taking it to canada at one point i think over the summer so
0: i don't know we'll, we'll wait and see but hey hey we can dream can't wait we? we can dream we can dream and joe i have not told you this yet because you have uh, been abroad but yuri our boy sent us some t-shirts so i got a t-shirt i gotta give you we are now team team russian polar bear trb dude, they're fucking awesome <laughs> yes. shirts. so uh we, dude. We, we, we he hooked us up with those hell
1: yeah man hell yeah next regional event we're rocking
0: them, dude oh yeah absolutely absolutely oh so God, I, just got, I just got flashbacks <laughs> we're gonna fast forward a little bit so that was that was wednesday we'll get back to after the fight in a second there but um Banners, you know, we had high hopes. Uh, not gonna lie, I was very skeptical, was looking to I wanted to reserve a very specific spot. I wanted mm-hmm. to pay an additional premium for said spot, couldn't really get an answer from anybody. I put a message in the reservation, hey, I'm going to be here or we are going to be here all day for multiple days. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if we can get a good setup and all that. Um, without an additional cost, and without me, besides me putting that in that message, they I didn't ask anything else. They gave us, I'm not going to, it was the best fucking seat in the bar. Oh, they delivered, bro. This was, I I put it this way. I wouldn't
1: be, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the entire city than that place that we were. I know you got to picture it up there right now, but it does not show the depth and width of the view that you get from this place, which Mm -hmm. is in the center of all of these TVs. Like what you see in that picture is maybe half of the TVs that they have spread across that wall. This seat was prime. It was a booth setup, so it was spacious. They took damn good care of us, man. I, w- I would not want to be anywhere else.
0: No, and again, uh, draft bud lights were flowing. You oh, can see God. a Corona on that table that was probably not drank and just sat there for hours. Um, it's the centerpiece. But it was it was great. And the food was amazing. I know we all got different things. We got some apps. I think you got a sandwich. Good, I think man. I got the food there is really fucking good. Um, yeah. And I <laughs> don't know if they were supposed to tell me this or not. The waitresses are awesome. They were basically like, listen, I, I, I was struggling, right? I think it was Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. It might have been both days. I was like, all right, I've been drinking beers now for like eight hours. We got another four hours to go here. I need a coffee. And they're like, our coffee sucks. <laughs> yeah. But if you go downstairs and bring a Starbucks, and I'm not going to say shit. I was like, awesome. So <laughs> yeah. we went downstairs and got a Starbucks brought it up. And then I said, can I have a shot of Jameson to put in there? And she said, I can give you a shot of Jameson. Whatever you decide to do with it after I give it to you is up to you. They so, guided you very well after you did. made that request. They had coffee, for fuck's yeah, sake. They yeah.
1: sold coffee. But she said, do not have it. It is shit. Go downstairs and get it. And, uh, you know, you got to respect the honesty. And by the second day, because, yeah, we did spend two full days. Uh, they knew who we were. They knew the names. They knew they knew the uh, the Boston Brews Bats hoodies. And uh, I thought they they showed some great hospitality, man. Nothing but good
0: things to say. They did. You knew we were in trouble when there were waitresses that weren't serving our table that said, you guys were here like all day yesterday, right? It was like, yeah, no, we, we, we got problems. Um, Yep, yep. Well, you know what the, have... key, the, key, the key moment was, JP? The first night we were there, we closed
1: the place down. We were the first ones there at noon, last ones there around 1130 when they close. You almost made a fucking scene because they just shut all the TVs off, all of them at once, without any warning, without any guys. You got to leave nothing. They just they shut everything down. Your reaction was very controversial. I said, JB, chill the fuck out. We want to spend the day here tomorrow. You recovered, and we behaved ourselves and escorted ourselves out in a timely and orderly manner, and that allowed us to spend that second day. But we were at risk for about, I don't know, 30
0: seconds. I don't know if you even remember that. I do. I, I'm going to go more it was like a 5 to ten, 10 second thing. And here's my thing. So – Again, I'm not going to go into the details of my betting history of March Madness. I'll touch on a, a couple of games, but I will just say. I did a max, 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 max play on Penn State, and that happened to be the oh, game yeah. on when they shut the TVs on TV off TVs, I should say off all the TVs all, all of once. them. And by the way, I want whatever fucking remote they have, unless they just like unplugged it from the outlet, because every TV literally shut off. Yeah, it was, it was like pretty, that. it was pretty badass. Yeah. I have a lot of money on this game. So my reaction was like, Oh, really? Come on. And then you said, Hey, 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 I'm coming <laughs> back here tomorrow. And I thought, okay, my reaction was not great. I don't think my reaction was as bad as you're making it out. It would the place was completely silent, bro. So because we were the only think- two in the fucking
1: place. <laughs> well, I know, but that's what made it seem like an overreaction. There was no other noise. But anyway, dude, it was it was fine. We didn't get kicked out. We left oh, on our own. And it was we crazy.
0: were, we were gentlemen to the waitresses and waiters, and we gave very generous tips. Um, we yes. did not cause trouble. Um, they were as good as us, good to us as we were to them. Again, I had I forget what I had. They had to go back to the hotel room for something when you guys were going back to banners, and I texted you, and you were like, "Dude, they hooked us up with the same exact seat the second day." So, yes. um, props to them. I'm just gonna tell them I will be back next year. I will oh, have the yeah. same hospitality, and I will tip the same amount of money. Um, mm-hmm. It is it's it is the perfect spot for March Madness. Yes, yeah, it's, tra- it's tradition at this point, bro. It is tradition. Last thing before we move on, do you remember the um, person who got the very pink drink at Starbucks as we were getting coffee?
1: Uh, I remember the drink being ordered. I don't remember much about the person. You asked about the person, so my answer
0: is no. Okay. Um, it was a very interesting person. I'll say we were both you know you're you're you oh, know, G- oh, you know. oh yeah
1: yeah i remember <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. you're like
0: you're like so <laughs> me and me and joey have been friends for so long that there's a lot of communication without words being said <laughs> Yeah. um and i'll just say this is a very interesting looking person and mm-hmm. they got a very pink purple drink with a lot of whipped cream on top of it <laughs> as we're like getting coffee just trying to survive we did not say anything to this individual we just kind of looked at each other, and there was so many <laughs> telepathic comments made to each other that we just started laughing to each other. Nothing had it's, to be said; we just laughed. It's good
1: we can do that because now, especially nowadays, like you can't say things out loud anymore, you know. So it's actually a good skill that we've developed over time.
0: It is. <laughs> so let's uh, let's sink on back to encore here. Because oh yeah. Again, I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Wednesday night, we were at Encore. Uh, Thursday, we were yes. at Banners. Friday, we were at Banners. I think Friday night, we went to Encore for the night games, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, there's, I'm going to be transparent here, right? I, I think Encore is a great spot. I think the Win Sports bet's a great spot. I think once you sit in the recliners and VIP section, if you want to call that, and that's not me saying that we're VIPs in any imagination, I will pay for those seats anytime. Mm-hmm. Um the other seats just don't do it justice. So we got a right. cocktail table for the night ga- the night games on Friday night, and my neck was killing me because you're basically looking straight up at the screens. Yeah, it's not um, a good view.
1: It's really no. not a good view. So if you're going to pay money to reserve a spot, that's not it, man. That's not it. I mean, it's just, um, like you said, it's no comparison. I think people need to know this, right? It's yes. the first legit, let's say, you know, the first sports book in mass that's open. If you get overly excited and think you're going to reserve a seat and have a good time, think again, man. Because you can only hold your head at
0: that angle for an hour and a half, two hours tops, man. So it's a good call, especially in March Madness, right? You're trying to look at a million screens. Again, if you're like watching like Super Bowl, you're looking at one screen, but we're like trying to look at different TVs, and it was not ideal. So. um the next day, we had agreed. Hey, let's make Saturday an encore day. Let's. We want to be able to yeah. walk away from the TVs. Maybe play some blackjack. Maybe play some roulette. Whatever. But we want it to be a sports book day. So, um, because I'm amazing, your boy wakes up early. He has a coffee. He catches an Uber over there. You get to a casino around nine thirty, ten o'clock. You got some interesting people you're seeing. Okay, <laughs> you got the people. You, dude. So, like, I looked like the most fucking upstanding citizen there. Because I knew I was there for the long haul. So I walked in. I already had a coffee. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna, it's going to be a long I'm going to go get the Dunkin' Donuts and get another coffee. As I'm waiting in line for the Dunkin' Donuts, I got the people that have clearly been there all night, clearly can barely form sentences and have lost their entire savings. <laughs>
1: okay. You know, more <laughs> yeah, power yeah, to 9, you. 30 a.m. No yeah. shit, dude.
0: And then you got the people who, you know, I'm walking around the casino because the sports book's not open yet. They're coming in and they got a water catch. Oh, This is going to be my day. And then you just see him walking out of the casino 30 minutes later. I was like, oh, yeah, they put it all on black and it was red. <laughs> so the night before, again, not ideal, but the line was very long. I don't know if you remember this, Joey, when we were trying to get into the sports book. And yeah, people yeah, yeah. were not being nice to the individuals that worked at the sports book. Yeah, um, I tried to keep my cool. One, because I was pretty fucking hammered. And I was like, listen, I just don't want to get kicked out for being drunk. So I'm just going to keep my cool and ask for my seats. And we're going to move on. Um, and I was very polite to the staff there. Well, I got there again before they opened, and I went up there, and they're like, "Oh, JB, how are you doing, sir? Thank you for coming back." Now, again, they remember us from the John Jones fight when we reserved the seats. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I said, "Listen, I have. I'm here. You know, we have seats reserved." Uh, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we have you in this section." I was like, "Listen, I'm not trying to be difficult, but we sat in those seats last night. They're not ideal. We're literally gonna be here all day. I will tip the waitresses very well. Is there anything we can do to get the recliner seats or the other section?" He goes off and talks to someone else. He talks to a couple of waitresses. All of a sudden, you know, JB, let's go right away. So we got recliners, I think, for the first half of the afternoon. And then we were in the still much better seats, the still VIP yeah, like section. Lounge, but, um, the lounge was, tables back there. Awesome. And again, the shows, no extra cash was paid. This was just be nice. Just and that's be it. fucking that nice is, to people.
1: You're, you're exactly right. And I was actually kind of surprised with you had to it because the, the line was ridiculous ridiculously long and i gotta say man encore's gotta figure it out when Mm -hmm. they're at max capacity on weekends to cash out your chips waiting in the sports book waiting at atms they gotta figure it out man but your composure it was it was much better than i expected and they noticed they appreciated it they remembered you and i gotta tell you man these seats make all the difference they make all the fucking difference so uh, it was it was well played on your part. I also give you credit for making it to the casino at 9 a.m. You sick fuck. I was there at uh, what 11:30. It's the earliest I can do. I'm sorry, but uh, you you secured the bag and you made it happen, bro. So credit
0: credit to you. I do, and that's a picture I got there. I was having multiple bloody marys. I think I had about nine of them that morning. Um, <laughs> but you can see the sports book is empty. It's basically me and no one else there because none of the games have started yet. We were watching, uh, I think, the Champions League soccer. Um, for a little bit there, so <laughs> nice. um, but again, it goes back to you know, tip your waitresses. We got in there, oh, GP, so good to see you again. We didn't wait for more than 30 seconds for a drink, like right, right. You know, these people that have an attitude about shit like that just tip your waitresses, be nice, things are returned.
1: Goes along. Um,
0: before we get into the bad beats, good wins of the weekend. I am gonna say I think the Encore hotel is overpriced. Um, that being said, I was comped a room simply for being a wins reward member. I don't gamble a lot there um on Wednesday night. The rooms are fucking amazing. All right, yeah, so this yeah. is this is a Vegas style hotel in Evert, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, not Boston. Um, right. but it was legit. And gonna rewind a little back. So again, Yuri wins. We're on cloud nine and hammered. I think we went to the casino for about Half hour and then we went back to the room drinking some beers and it was like room service. Do you remember the room service? Uh bits and pieces, bits and pieces. <laughs> um, so first of all, uh we ordered a lot of room service, multiple burgers, multiple pizzas, all that. You can see a little bit of it left over in the picture in the left on the table as well as the gentleman who likes to order coronas and that and sleep on people's couches um <laughs> trip. sorry if you don't want to be in the photos but you are and all i'm gonna say is i don't know if you remember the person who delivered the food A couple things oh about
1: it. that guy that guy yeah 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 he's what, what happened with him
0: well, one, he was pulling food at, a, like, this cart. I want this cart. Like, he was pulling pizzas out, oh, and I was right. like, there's no oh, more nice- room in this cart. Where yeah. is he pulling this food from? 20 compartments. It was wild, dude. But he was telling me he was doing this for fun because he owns a winery in California. Um, <sighs> No, and I'll leave it at that, okay? <laughs> like, I know we were drunk, and you probably think we believe everything, but no, <laughs> didn't believe it. Now, the embarrassing mm. fact is there were three of us, and... There's like a dining room table in the room that you can see. And we ordered a lot of food. So he said, how many place settings should I have? <sighs> and he said six. Did you say five or six? He said, I I said six. Five. Six. six. And I panicked because I'm like, oh, my God, we ordered so much food. This guy, I'm actually embarrassed we ordered this much food. And I just made up the story how we had three additional friends that were <laughs> in the casino that were going to meet us later at night.
1: Dude, he knew what was going on, man. He set three more play settings. He did. Yeah, he was just trying to take care of our egos, man. We're like, oh, yeah, we, go. no, we, got, we got three friends downstairs to the and Don't be right up. <laughs> he knew what was going on. This isn't this dude's first rodeo. This is not the first group he's told about his make-believe winery. And you know what? I remember two things. <laughs> One was the ordering process. They had an iPad in the room. And I thought we were going to talk about what we wanted and, like, strategize and each put our own order in or something like that. You were swiping like Tinder and adding shit to the cart and just moving along, dude. Like you were loading up that menu with no conversation whatsoever. That I remember, which resulted in the other thing I remember, which is him putting six different uh, placemats out to dine and eight different Heinz ketchup bottles, which means he thought six to eight people potentially were involved in that meal. And that's all I really remember.
0: Yeah, um, I give credit to Encore. The fact I did not have to talk to an individual and I could sit there and just add things to my cart as if it was Amazon, I ordered triple the amount of food that we should have had. (laughs) You could have at Um, least talked to to me. Like, hey, guys, what do you
1: want? You were just swiping and adding shit to the cart because it was a digital experience.
0: (laughs) There's truth to that. To be fair, I said some words, and my communication skills were also not the best at that point. Okay. I don't remember that. Chips, but um yeah i digress the food was good i will give the, the room service food was very good in my opinion now i was very hammered and I anything like could have it, been yeah. good at that point but i feel like it was pretty good yeah yeah i think i like it okay. um what else we got? want to get into some good beats bad beats i mean i'll i'll talk about a couple of bad yeah. beats we got here uh FAU, I know they went deep. They fucked me over in so many different times over and over yep. and over again. Yep. Um. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe it was the Friday night. We had multiple parlays we were doing very well in. I think it was Memphis yep. was the closing out piece, and FAU yep. sunk a basket to win 66-65, um, that's the final score. And that basically killed my Friday. It went yes. from like, could have been a positive, like 20 or 30 unit night to like down 10 units. So it, it was hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was also the worst beat for me. It ruined the Friday evening. Thank God we bounced back on Friday, but that was a very, very difficult beat after a long day of boozing, long day of ups and downs with the games for me it would have been a five to 10 unit swing my way. I, I, you know it's just not how you want to end the evening and i'll tell you ah, man fau i i really did not like them i really no. did not think they would go as far as they did and it just broke my heart the way that ended that was tough for us man that was tough it's
0: very tough very tough it uh and for some reason i was consist i was convinced they fucked me over once they're not going to fuck me over again so i kept betting whoever they were playing against and they kept fucking winning. I was like, I just, this is why I'm down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This fucking screwed me over. Um, I'm just going to go to Friday because I'm on that screen. I'm looking at the scores. The only other one that sticks out to me, um, and I told you this team was a problem, but I didn't think they were to do this. Arkansas beating Kansas.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was pretty clear
0: to you that I liked Arkansas a lot. I didn't think it would be Kansas, but I thought they were a dangerous team. So mm-hmm. sucks because that was one of those things. I was like, oh, Kansas, or, Arkansas is a great team, but I didn't bet on them. And that really sucks. Yeah. The they I, uh, because you love them, JB, I took a live bet on
1: Arkansas. I can't Did remember. You? I think they were, I took them at plus 300 uh, in that cash. I can't, I think I put a unit on a half unit. I, I can't remember. But um, I took that late and took it live. And I got to tell you, That's one of the coolest things, man, about it finally being legalized is the ability to read games, read teams, fire off a live bet here and there. That's cool, man. I enjoyed that thoroughly.
0: Yep. Uh, I was big on NC State. It was 11 versus 6. They should not have won. They didn't. I don't know why I was big on them, but I did feel pretty confident about them. Um, Purdue, again, we were at encore for this, losing to Farley Dickinson.
1: (laughs) what
0: yeah this is when i started to
1: realize like how fucking crazy this this much madness shit is man when that happened i'm like what in the actual fuck but uh yeah yeah i didn't have i didn't have anything on that man i stayed away from that
0: yeah only other ones that are sticking out to me only because this was a bracket buster for me and brackets were completely done i had arizona basically winning the national championship when they get bounced in the first round by princeton oh
1: prehab yeah what the fuck was that dude oh. you
0: loved arizona I loved Arizona. I thought they were going to go deep, and they didn't even make it to the first round. Fucking, I think Princeton won this, the second round as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Only other one is Furman beating Virginia. I think that was another one point game. Buzzer yes, beater, but uh, yes, that was another correct. one dagger to the heart. Um, yeah, big wins. Not gonna wait, wait. A I,
1: I know, I know. This wasn't a bad uh, loss for you here, but I am going to give you some shit, man. You were talking shit about UConn all week. You were, man, and mm-hmm. I never took—I never took them for that reason. But mm-hmm. I think they probably uh, surpassed your expectations.
0: Oh, they shut me the fuck up and made me eat my words. <laughs> I still hate them. I still don't like them. Um, Here is my rationale for that: just like I, I don't. UConn's women's basketball team has been dominant for multiple years, and I feel like mm-hmm. the UConn's men's team has been good every four, six, eight years or so. Mm-hmm. Um. People who go to UConn act like they're fucking Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. And that that's thats where yeah. the distaste and dislike goes from them. Um, okay. They also don't have a fucking football team. So like oh, UConn yeah, acts down like down it's this down powerhouse. Down. And it's like, oh, you have a good basketball. You fucking can't even field a fucking football team. So, all
1: right, all right, all right. It's good to know some of these details here because I didn't fully understand why you were so anti. But all right, I get it now.
0: Um, So, yeah, I'm going to put a bow on March Madness and bad beats, good beats there. Again, uh, Penn State was a massive play for me. It did hit on Thursday nights. I think we're the only people at Greatest Bar that were not Penn State alum (laughs) watching that game. (laughs) Um, But, again, it was a a nice nice win. Again, but I I opened your world to March Madness. Do you now understand? I get it. Yes. I get
1: it. I absolutely get it, man. I think uh, I, I need to get more into it before. The tournament so i have a fucking clue what's going on but you know what i realize you don't even have to have a clue <laughs> what's going on to enjoy it you know it's uh it's actually insane to be honest it's actually insane when you have live bets going on when you have a game that's going to close out a five leg parlay with a 10 unit swing going on when you have a race to 20 points going on all at the same time you know i love those props man race to, yeah. <laughs> to fifteen, race to 20 i get it I'm sold. I must thank you for for selling me,
0: and I think we got ourselves a nice little tradition here, man. I really do. I think we do. And um, a couple of final thoughts on March Madness here. So here's here's my. I've always wanted to go to Vegas for March Madness, and now I'm questioning. We don't need to go to Vegas for after this. We
1: absolutely do not. We don't. Uh, you know, and I think Vegas is going to really feel the sting from Massachusetts residents. You know, it's just we we have options now. And if there's one thing that was proven during that week, it's like, hey, you situate yourself up at Banners for 12 hours in that booth seat, fuck it. I'll take that man over Vegas. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move on to this was the UFC fight was this. I'm saying the Gaethje fight was the main event, but it wasn't. What was the main event?
1: No, Usman
0: and Edwards was made. (laughs) Ah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Remind me to give you shit about something after this, but okay. All I'm going to say is I picked a lot of fights correctly this night. Um, Mm -hmm. Roman De did not lose bullshit to Vittori. Bullshit. That's a bullshit decision, and it makes me hate Vittori even more. That was bullshit. So I was somewhat confident Roman won. I'm always cautious when I go to the judges, and I turned to you, and you said. Roman closed as the fight was ending as a minus 1200 favorite. It was 1200, minus 1200. 1200 Okay. Well, Vegas would not give away free money to some asshole being like, oh shit, Vittori, 100 bucks,
1: 1200.
0: So I thought, okay, I'm confident. And I sat there and I don't think they had the audio on, so I couldn't hear the scorecards. But then I saw Vittori's hand got raised and I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. Unreal, dude. Unreal. Horrible. And what it shows you is that the live
1: odds, well, no, I'm not gonna draw that conclusion. Live odds don't mean shit, because that's not true. This was a fucked up decision. It was plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Let's not overcomplicate it, man. That's what it was. Uh but look, it didn't ruin the night. It didn't ruin the night. I mean, you you had some other hits, uh, JB, actually. You were I mean, that would have
0: been nice for both of us, but you had some other hits. I did. I guess where I'm going with was that would have closed out a parlay without Justin Gaethje in it, like a six, a seven, like multiple team parlays here. Um, And then I had Justin Gaethje. So when that happened, I think I looked at you and I was like, yep, yep. And I just kept hitting my phone. or I kept enter, 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 (laughs) enter, enter. Then I said, well, apps are empty. And then I stood up. And I walked away from you and I went to the machine. That's basically a reverse ATM <laughs> where you just put money in. <laughs> exactly. and you enter numbers and they give you a ticket for your money. Yeah. Um. And again, reckless betting, but uh, Justin Gaethje, I, I had no doubt he was going to win that fight as the fight was going on. And the fact it went to a decision, it concerned me based off. I was like, Jesus Christ, Roman just lost by decision. He won that fight. Mm-hmm. I really hate Justin Gaethje going here. I don't know if they mm-hmm. want, this other guy, uh, Fazeev. Rafael Fiziev, to be the new guy, were well, they going to give him the fight? Thank God Justin Gaethje won. So when you see my year-to-date stats, I will caveat, this does not take into account reverse ATM machines that you put money in. They give you a ticket, and then you take that <laughs> ticket to window and get multiple units. I'm fine exactly. with that. I will take my losses on a chin because the money in my hand and the power of a ticket, and I think I showed you that ticket, and I was so much – and the ticket was – for a good amount of units, less oh, than yeah. what was in the app, but I it was just like giggling like a little school <laughs> you because like, look at this ticket, look at this ticket. Yeah, it was, uh, dude. I do
1: remember that ticket. It was absurd, and I think that was the turning point for us for that night because after DeLize, I was all bent out of shape, man. I was. If you remember what I did, I actually got up and left mm-hmm. the sports book, and I just went right to the roulette table. I said, "Look, I got to shake this thing off. I need a change of pace. I need to inject." some variety into the evening and just start something new. So I put a couple hundred down on red, right? Hits. All right, boom. There's 200. You know what I'm going to do and take this 200 that I just made? I'm going to put it on fucking Justin Gaethje. Get some of that dog money at plus 200. Uh, I forget what I got him at exactly. It was somewhere around there. And uh, look, next thing you know, you got 600, right? So so it's it was those kind of moves that really turned things around, and with the six units, uh, there was, there were ups and downs. JB, ups and downs, as you know, because the most difficult lesson for me was learning what to do with these free fifteen hundred dollar bets when you sign up for the sports books. You know what I mean. I fucked that up so bad and quickly yes, got myself into a fifteen hundred dollar hole on multiple sports books. I just didn't get it. Look, I was I was I was drinking, didn't get it, didn't understand it, and I was in a pretty significant hole. The she hit helped, uh, but I went all in on Usman thinking that it'd be a done deal. It was not a done deal, and then I had to climb out of that hole. But look, like I said, it's the ups and downs, man, the ups and downs that make the whole experience.
0: Yep, yep. So that's what I was gonna give you a shit about was uh your use of the free money because I did so call you on this a couple times because I think one, I don't know if it was Brostro Sportsbook or FanDuel, you had a free thousand or fifteen hundred buck bet and you took like Alabama, who was like minus six hundred, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, Joey, like that's what you no no like. There's no fun in that. That's not fun. I know. I know. Like you're gonna bet a thousand to win like $300, 400 bucks. Like no, oh, yeah. But I thought th- like
1: I plus... thought,
0: dude. I thought they would give you the full payout. You know what I mean?
1: I didn't. Oh, know the, like free could... money plus. Yeah, the... <laughs> dude. That's what I thought in my head. That's what I thought. So I'm like, okay. How do I secure this money with this with the, with the lock? Hence, Alabama minus 600. And then I found out the hard way. Uh, you just put yourself in a fucking hole. It was re- it was very difficult. Very difficult for me to accept.
0: It was. Um, it's a little running process. Again, I've texted people that have had legalized gambling on their phones. It's definitely concerning what you can do very quickly yeah, um exactly you know when you take a max play on an nit championship over that's a little concerning but <laughs> things are had, things said you know and we're, we're on a roller coaster and you just gotta ride, <laughs> exactly. ride it out um i will give myself a little shit i was a little intoxicated but i was very again like I had a six, I had a seventeen parlay. I think Roman Deleuze closed out one or two of them with Gaethje being one of the final pieces. And the fight was in the UK, and I don't know if you remember this, Joey, but I, he they showed like his like Roman Deleuze and they showed his flag, which is why I have it up here. I was a little drunk. I didn't notice oh, yeah. the other thing, and I said the hometown <laughs> crowd's gonna be with him. And you were like, "Yeah, that's not the that's not the flag of England, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's the fucking Georgian flag, you uncultured idiot."
0: <laughs> Which I am, and I will, I do I ever do, I ever claim to be, no. Nope, no. fair enough,
1: fair enough. I, I. yeah, I can't give you too much shit because you don't make any claims to be a sophisticated, cultured, well-traveled man. You've never made such a claim in all the years I've known you, so yeah. I, I can't give you too much shit.
0: And again, it was on TV, far away, I didn't see the little other crosses, thought it was thinking English flag, all right, so. <laughs> hey, so, so for it's, you. It's, it's a good moment. And we'll give you credit here. Um, I will say you cut some things close where questionable, but did not end up deciding the bets, but you did hit the no excuses bet. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I I do owe you one unit. Um, Yes. Yes. My pushback of this was, (laughs) I know you were in the room, but you were not at your seat when the first fight of combat zone 79 started, but you were in the room. You called me and you said, I'm here. Where are I, you? I sent the were picture
1: as out? evidence as well. Yes,
0: you did. Um, I think on both days of March Madness, you missed the first game or you'd missed the tip off of the first game, but right. you were there for the full 15 out of 16 games. Indeed. Um, Indeed. The 18th was a slam dunk. You weren't going anywhere. We had the recliners. We had the VIP section. Exactly. So I will give you the no excuses bitch. You won. I oh, was that's uh, huge. That's huge. I was not confident you were going to win. I actually thought this was going to be a very – I thought this was a lock for me to be You honest. thought it was a lock.
1: Dude, that was lock of the week for you, and uh, I'm not going – I'm not going to lie. I was kind of nervous about it. it was kind of, I was very nervous about it, actually. But I think, look, if, if I learned anything from this, it's with future Mr. Excuses type bets, maybe we'd be a little more specific with the criteria of the bet, right? If we're going to talk about be there for tip off in seats, right? We can get a little more bit more detail, just to kind of even out the place' These, hey. These were
0: discussed. These oh, were discussed. They were. Oh,
1: hey, verbal, verbal,
0: schmurbel, bro. Go back to the tape. We're contract. on record here.
1: Here's. Uh, I hope not. I, I think. <laughs> I hope
0: not. <laughs> I think the uh, where I thought you were going to give me shit was I think your Uber took a very long time to get to Combat Zone. Oh
1: God! I remember, yeah, check, I remember that? And you're
0: texting show. me. and You're like, he took a wrong turn. I was like, here we go. Here we go. Here's the excuses. <laughs> Day one, we're not even in March Madness yet. We're at the fucking night before March Madness. And he's like, oh, dude, Uber, it's not my fault. It's the fucking Uber. I can't do anything dude, about bro, it. Bro, I
1: was going to use the Uber safety mechanism where I can, like, alert for help and you can track my location. I was very lost. The guy didn't know where he was. Should be a five-minute drive, dude. It was a 15-minute drive. He had no idea what he
0: was doing. But I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. No excuses there. No excuses there. All right. Love it. Love it. All right. So we're going to move on. Okay, I'm going to get positive here. Um, what we're not going to talk about, but I have multiple units on, is the Masters. If you're interested, check out my picket. Um, yeah. all I'm going to say is the person who is currently tied for first place, I picked him to win the entire Masters.
1: Oh, hey, hey, take it easy. Take it easy.
0: Let's move into Pereira versus Adesanya, too. I'm very excited for this fight card. Great Let's card. just get right into it. It's like Grelims, got some thoughts, got no thoughts. I'll let you do the reading of the names yeah. and we'll go from there. All right, we go through it. So first up we got
1: Sam Hughes. Great nickname for Sam. Sam Page. It's a great fucking nickname. Going against the Brazilian newcomer uh, in Jacqueline Amorim. So she's never fought in the UFC. She's coming from the LFA. She's a sub specialist, young, 27 years old. Going against somebody who I just can't put money on, I don't believe in, that is Sam Hughes. I mean, if you look at her record in the UFC, Jesus Christ, she's fought one, two, three, four, five, six times. She's lost four fights, dismal record of seven and five. No, thank you. Uh, If I were to take a pick here, um, I'd probably take Jacqueline, right? But how do you put money on this fight, JB?
0: I don't know. Can you answer that question? No, you don't. You don't. And this is where, when, again we had to drive to New Hampshire place the bet. I'd be like, Joe, we were not even talking about this fight. Now the fact that I yeah. can sit here and be like, Oh, it's going to start. Maybe I should do something. Stay away from this. Cause again, the pick is Jacqueline. She's six and oh, she's a Brazilian fighter to the point. Sam Hughes has really proven nothing. She's seven and five. The odds are correct, but you don't want to lay 2.25 units to win one or sorry, 2.65 units to win one on a opening prelim women's MMA. Yeah. Yeah. God, thank you. Thank you. Talk me off the frigging ledge. <laughs>
1: Next up, we got Steve Garcia, the Mean Machine, versus Shalian Nerdembike. I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably not. Uh, for this one, JP, I do like Mister Nerdembike. I do like him, man. I really do. The guy has fought a lot for a 28-year-old man. He's 39 and 10 for a hey, personal record. How do oh, you my, have I mean, that
0: many fights at that age? Dude, it's insane. It's insane, man. He was born in 1994.
1: Yeah, like, dude, the local scene in China, I don't know what it's like, admittedly, but he has racked up a shitload of fights, man. So if you look at this matchup, I think the thing is with Steve Garcia, it's like, who have you beat? Who have you beaten, man? He's been in the UFC now for four fights. He's lost two of them. And if you look at his wins, Charlie is not a huge fan of him. He's, a, he's either going to knock your lights out in 30 seconds or he loses. That time, Charlie lost. And the other win is against Chase Hooper, the, the, the busted prospect who's probably going to get cut. You know what I mean? So I can't roll with Steve Garcia. And if I look at a guy at 28 years of age with the veteran status fights, it's going to be his 50th fight for fuck's sake. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Nerd and PK. I am. We're gonna take him straight up, probably. Uh, this is just something telling me, JB, Take advantage. Uh, minus one ninety. It's not too steep,
0: you know. Why not? I love it. I'm on the same page as you. Straight up. I don't know if I'm there. He's a parlay piece for me. He's definitely okay. in a parlay. Where I'm curious is the finish. Like, what is he yeah. inside that is? Because he's. He's a killer, right? Like I'm not making this up. Like he just destroys people. Is my understanding. He doesn't. Not a big decision guy. From what
1: I mean. Well, well, the thing is, JB, since he got to the UFC, he has been a big decision guy. It's one thing to destroy all of these low-level bozos in the regional scene, which is where he got most of his finishes. Right, he's had four fights in the UFC. Three have come by decision. So you know, he's only had one finish in the UFC. So. I don't know if you can have a whole lot of confidence in that, but I respect rolling the dice.
0: It's a fair point. The only thing I'll say, he did beat Derek Miner, and you know my thoughts on him. I have a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, me too. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Looking up the odds by inside the distance is only plus 120. Not juicy enough for me straight up. So uh, mm-hmm. parlay piece for me, but not straight up at minus minus one ninety.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right. Next up. We got Trey Ogden versus Ignacio Bajamondes. And Bajamondes, for me, he sounds like a parlay piece, but I just don't know if I can trust him at this point, uh, JB. Roosevelt Roberts is a guy um, who Ignacio has beaten. I believe Roosevelt, um, he is no longer in the UFC. I know that. So it's it's another thing where it's like, if you're going to put a 25-year-old in Ignacio into a parlay, you're trusting the kid. And uh I don't know that he deserves that trust, but I'm thinking about it. I mean, if you look at his opponent, Trey Ogden, uh thirty-three years old, lost a split decision to Jordan Levitt. So I you know, it's 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 kind of an iffy matchup for me. I'm not incredibly excited about betting on this, but if I do something, it's gonna be Ignacio mixed into a parlay. What do you think?
0: Don't hate it. I'm not there yet, but again, fight night, you throw together those Hail Mary lotto tickets. It's definitely a lotto ticket play for me if you're like, all right, I'm going to pick, you know, 90% of the card to make some money here. He's part of it, but he's not part of a strategic parlay. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. All right, next up, Cynthia Calvillo versus Loopy. Godinez, I think Cynthia Calvino is just horrible. I just hate watching her, man. She's lost her last four in a row. I understand she's got some names, fought some decent competition, but my God, I remember her fighting Nina Nunes, her last fight that she lost. Like her striking is so bad. It's so fucking bad, man. And now you look at her; she's thirty-five years old with a nine-and-five record, lost her last four. Like, what the fuck? What are, everything I just said said is horrible. But then you look at her opponent. I was on the loopy hype train too early in her career, man. And uh, when you lose to Angela Hill which she did by unanimous decision. I mean, she got pieced up, man. It was not a good look. And at that point, it's like, all right, Lupi's a good wrestler. She's got some serious work to do on her striking. Okay, but who are you fighting? A wrestler, a very good wrestler in Cynthia Calvillo. So it's like, for that reason, I'm, I'm not interested in betting this at all because I think Calvillo sucks and is on her way out. I think loopy isn't nearly as good as I thought she was. And she can't use her strength to the degree that I'd like her to, if I'm going to have my money on her. Cause Calvillo is a good wrestler. So bottom line, JB stay away, man. I got to stay away. What are you thinking?
0: It's interesting. I was pretty big on Lupita being a parlay piece for me, but you brought up the Angela Hill thing. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, you're right. I know. Um, right?
1: I, I, dude, I I had the same reaction initially, right? Loopy all day, but I know, and, and she probably takes it, right? But look, I got oh, to look at Calvillo. Calvillo
0: has it like her last win was in 2020 to Jessica. I, before that, you got to go back to 2019, Courtney Casey. Yeah, she's washed.
1: I, yeah, yeah, she's she's washed up. 35 years old. I just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because look, and, and this, like, this is like, this is a must win for Lupita, right? Like you're 29 years old. Absolutely. You just lost to Angela Hill. You I think back. the U.S. UFC thought this was going to be, you know, their future potentially. I agree, and I agree. She's going to win, or she's probably gone. I agree, and you got yourself a name in Cynthia Calvillo.
1: It's absolutely a name, right? Uh, somebody on their way out, but a name, regardless. So I think it's a perfect bounce back fight for Loopy. I wanted to take her, JB. I just can't. Uh, she's got to prove something.
0: I'm going to take Loopy in a parlay again. You're talking about the lotto ticket parlay. So you have Lupe, you add Ignacio, you put Shaylen. Like that's the like lotto ticket parlay, but not the yeah. serious parlay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that, and I still might mix something in with her, but yeah, we'll see. All right, so we got the Vanilla Gorilla Chase Sherman, massive underdog plus three thirty, uh, going against Carl Williams, who came in late as a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. And I don't know, JB, you're gonna disrespect. The vanilla gorilla like that at 30. is that what you're gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. I understand Carl Williams has got some hype, but look, he's no spring chicken at thirty three. Uh, he's fought once in the UFC and he took it the decision. So, like, I don't know, man. Uh, if if you got Sherman at a price like that, why not take a stab at him by KO? You know, maybe it goes to the second or third round. Well, Carl Williams is not familiar with going, and I don't know. He takes it. I. 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 I don't know. I mean, it's. Yeah, this is a tough one to get involved in. But look, I'm thinking, JB. Why not sprinkle a little Chase Sherman, Vanilla Gorilla by KO? Why? Why not? You know,
0: I'd love with your heads at. So keep him out of a parlay because who knows what's going to happen. To be clear, I was on Chris Barnett. Like oh, you were. (laughs) I was on Chris Barnett all day when this was Chris Barnett versus Chase Sherman. So. I don't want to act like I like Chase Sherman. I don't. I was on Chris Mm-mm. Martin, right? But um Chase Sherman plus 330. No, I don't like it. Chase Sherman by KO plus 800. I like it. Chase yeah. Sherman round two KO plus 2500 or round three KO plus 4000. Oh, now really talking. like that. Really like now that. This talking. is definitely a sprinkle piece. Keep him at of parlays. I'm not confident, but he does have the power. And I think the gas tank, he's proven that if carl williams tires himself out in round 1 chase rim is going to win this fight in round 2 or 3 yeah for sure he's
1: got chase has got the experience man he does and carl williams he's got one fight in the ufc man you know it's it, uh, that means something to me but uh yeah we'll see some of those yeah some of those prices sounded real nice real nice juicy and tasty yeah i'd say i'd say hey we got gm3 Gerald shot versus joseph Pfeiffer, and you know what? I feel like every time GM3 steps into that octagon, we, we have some action on him and in some way, shape, or form. Is now the time to stop that tradition? I say no. I say it's not. And in fact, look, GM3 at plus 155, okay. But do you know what he is at sub, GM3 by sub? Uh, is it plus plus two? Plus two something. Uh, plus Uh, 275. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a dabble on that for old time's sake. For old time's sake, JB, I know GM 3s getting up there, but look, he's 35. It's not like he's 38, 39. So he's still got some tread in the tires. And, uh, you know, is his opponent for me again, unproven one fight in the UFC. And I understand it was a finish, but again, one fight in the UFC. Going against a vet. Give me GM three by sub. One more time, JB. Let's go.
0: I agree with everything you said here. So here's my issue, right? Like, I like Joe Pfeiffer a lot. If you go back to the tape, um, the whole B, Joe Pfeiffer, Dana White, like, amping him up. Like, I, yeah, I bought yeah. into it. I bet him. And he won. Yeah. Um uh, GM3 has just fought too many people. Like again to your point, Joe Pfeiffer fought like he got a setup opponent to be like, you are Joe yeah. Pfeiffer, you are the future. Here's your like how is he minus 180 against event like GM3? Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I think he's gonna get too excited and to make a mistake, and GM3's yes. gonna get him out of there.
0: That's what I think. So I think what you do here is Gonna call it a ladder play. It's not a ladder play. This is gonna be outside of a parlay because if this kills your parlay, it's gonna fucking haunt you. Yeah, I think you take GM3, the plus one fifty five. God forbid he just wrestle fucks him to death, and like Joe Pfeiffer does have a submission like defense, but he mm-hmm. takes him down the entire time. So you take him the plus one fifty five. You take GM3 at sub plus two seventy five, and then the bet Boston Bruise bets has to make anytime GM3 is fighting. GM3 ah. won by round three sub. Round three sub. That's it. That's plus fourteen hundred.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. I can't believe I forgot about that prop. Round three, GM three, cash it all fucking day, dude.
0: So I was trying to think how do you hedge that if Joe Pfeiffer wins, you say, well, fight does not go the distance. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah minus yeah. minus five. That's minus five hundred. Ah, yeah.
1: Vegas is on to that.
0: So yeah. I think if you're looking to hedge, you don't do that you'd take a Joe Pfeiffer by KO. Joe Pfeiffer is not going to submit GM3. Correct. Correct. There's zero chance that happens. I really hope I don't eat my words here, but I just don't see it happening. that's correct. The issue is when I said, oh, do that hedge, Joe Pfeiffer by KO is minus 105. Son of a bitch, dude. (laughs) So you just got to go in on GM3. You do the ladder play, GM3 to win, GM3 to win by sub, and then GM3 to win by round three sub, and you hope it happens in round three and you win all of them.
1: But Boom. you kind of cover yourself.
0: I like that. Hey, I,
1: I, well done, man. I like that. I'm surprised. by Joel Pfeiffer by KO's minus 105. That surprises me.
0: He huh. is someone who we'll get to on later on the card that the UFC wants to succeed so badly. And I yeah. think they should have given him someone else besides GM3. Again, GM3 is older. He's not the greatest now, but he has like... This again, I'm I'm upset about this. I think Michael Chiesa was supposed to be on this card too. Michael Chiesa and G.M. Three are two of my favorite UFC fighters. Like, yeah, they are just like fucking squids when it comes to the octagon. Like, they you can't get off. Like, they will just fucking suffocate you. Um, but I digress. Let's move on to your favorite fighter. On oh, UFC.
1: God damn the it. Karate. Michelle, Michelle Watterson Gomez. Now, I don't even know what that's about, but you know what I love? She's kept the nickname, the karate hottie as a 37 year old. It just doesn't work. Michelle rebrand. I understand you tried something with the Watterson Gomez thing, but you need to actually rebrand and come up with a new name. I, as you know, as you know, JB, I am not a fan of the mom champ karate hottie. I'm not. I'm really not. However, I don't want to fade her in this spot. I'm not comfortable doing it. I'm really not. And it's just a matter of competition. That's what it is, man. Uh, if you look at Luana, okay, so she's the favorite at minus minus uh, 165, certainly the younger 10 and one up and coming uh, fighter here, but I'm sorry, man. The resumes are just not even close. Not even close. We're talking about Sam Hughes earlier and her seven and five record, like that was her last win, and she couldn't finish her. She won by decision. You know what I mean? It's like Michelle Watterson, as much as I uh, am not a fan of her, right? Her resume is, you know, as she's fought the best of the best in women's MMA for a weight, right? So, uh, look, uh, <laughs> if I'm going to take Luana, what are you going to do? Like, you don't get dog money on her. Uh, she hasn't fought anywhere near the same level of competition. What do you do? Take Luana by decision? And once I get into props like that, I'm like, fuck it. Stay away from this, man. So as much as I would love to fade the 37-year-old karate hottie mom champ, I'm staying away from this, man.
0: Interesting. It's interesting. I have mixed thoughts about this, so I probably will not um, bet it. Part of me is uh, Michelle Watterson. Again, I didn't realize her last name was Gomez. She must have gotten married. I didn't know that. Um, Was at the local MMA event as a ringside announcer.
1: Oh, right. Was it combat, Combat FC, was
0: it? Combat FC in Wilmington. I'm thinking, is that karma to bet against her? Right, like Do you not bet against someone you saw in person like that? Also, yeah. since then, like I was trying to see if we could get on TV with her, I followed her on Instagram. She doesn't look that. Weird. She's fucking ripped. Like she is, yeah. she's fit. Um. So my initial pick was like, you got to go with Karate Hottie. One piss off Joey. Fuck him. Like, let's just go Karate Hottie. It's
1: water. not a. It's not a bad look. I mean, it's not crazy. It's not that crazy, JB.
0: But then I looked at Luana, and I was like, I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Not that her resume is like stacked. Oh, you beat Sam Hughes, who we just shit over. You beat Random yeah. Marcos with an illegal upkick. Okay. Right. Yeah, not exactly. And not why, even a real and win. It's not that, but she's got she's got the look the UFC wants.
1: Okay, so you're thinking, all right, if the fight goes the distance, that comes into play. I agree. I do. And I think I agree.
0: Luana is 29. I think she attractive i think she could be you know oh let's let's make this the new hottie the karate hottie bullshit sure it's probably a pass for me i'm like i'll put this i'm not gonna bet luana at minus 165 i may sprinkle michelle plus 140 in a lotto ticket parlay I have zero confidence in it. It's more so I feel like karma's is a bitch. And if I don't, she'd be like, I fucking saw you guys at CES. Boston Bruce <laughs> Betts is dead. So I need to better just <laughs> to have a little bit of that. But- oh,
1: that's fucked up, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, here we go. Minus 130, Kevin Gastelum against the action man, Chris Curtis, at plus 110. I don't know what to say about Kevin Gastelum, man. It's so weird that this dude is 31 years old. <laughs> it really is strange to me. He should be like 38 in my head. Like, um, I think he's past his prime. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it, JB. At 31 years old, Gastelum is past his prime. He's got to prove otherwise. Meanwhile, you have the action man at 35. The dude's never looked better. Never looked better. He's getting knockouts still. I mean, uh, yeah, his last fight against Yoakuin Buckley, maybe he wasn't winning that fight, until, but he got the KO in round two, right? Still counts. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. I, it's tough to bet on Gastelum at this point. It really is. So if you're going to give me Chris Curtis, who's got some momentum, right? Why not get that dog money? Why not get that? Now, the question is, do you get cocky and take him by KO? No. Absolutely not. Gasolum's never been knocked out, and it's not going to happen. I just think it's stupid. I think it's a stupid move. But straight up at plus 110, man, I got to find a way to mix Chris Curtis into a fucking parlay. That's what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Uh,
0: One unit play straight up and definitely okay. a parlay piece for me. I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts only because I've been absolutely crushed this week, but I've heard that Gaslam opened up as a dog, and now everyone's questioning their pick on Curtis because they're like, well, all the Sharps have Gaslam. All the, all the Sharps have Gaslam. He opened so, as a so, dog, you know, really. Yeah. But to your point, um, I, I just, like, and again, Kevin Gaslam would, like, fucking absolutely destroy me if I saw him in person. So this is no course. Of course. course just, I'm of course, just not- not impressed by him, and I am impressed by Chris Curtis. Um, I think Chris Curtis has also got a chip on his shoulder, rightfully show that there's a kid on the main card and he's the prelim main event. Yeah. Right, that pisses him off, and I think it should. I think he's every right to be upset about that. Um, so I think you take Chris Curtis plus one ten straight up, and I think you put him as a parlay piece. I'm pretty confident Chris Curtis is gonna knock him out, but not confident enough to bet it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I, I I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Look, Gaslam has just passed his prime. Great fighter, I think he just passed
0: his prime. Super passed his prime. Like, what is he still doing? No, nah, he needs to I, be that guy that's going to like bare knuckle fighting or going to PFL. He he'd or, run through people there.
1: Correct, or just fighting, you know, down,
0: you know, not
1: fighting yeah. elite talent anymore. Maybe that's the beginning with Chris <laughs> Curtis. You know, I don't know. We'll see. It should be a good fight. Speaking of kids, we got the 18-year-old and Raul Rosas, El Nino Problema, and he is actually, is he still 18? Yeah, I think he is still 18. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, minus 255 going against Christian Rodriguez, who is, you know, he's 25. He's a young buck himself. Um, You know, the thing is for me, when you got two inexperienced guys in the UFC, Rodriguez only having two fights, he's won one of them, Lost one of them, right? And then you have, you know, Rosas. He's had one fight, real fight in the UFC, which he finished Jay Perrin. Two prospects, two young prospects. Are you going to take the one that the UFC is going all in on? Or are you going to take the other one and Christian Rodriguez? I'm going to take Raul Rosas. And I'm going to absolutely take him with confidence here. I, I, I really am. Because I don't think the UFC... I haven't seen them this uh, high on a, on a young talent in, in quite some time, man, really. So I think they're going to try and give the kid a nice path. That's why they're giving him a 25-year-old with only a couple fights, one win in the UFC. I think Rosas is going to get it done. I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets a thump by finish, man. That's just what I'm thinking. I like the price at minus 255 So to me, I'm not going to take that straight up, but Raul Rosas will find himself in a pile for sure.
0: I don't disagree with anything you said. I'm probably not going to touch this fight, and here's why. Um, Rahul roses is the UFC's future. They're setting him up here, in my opinion. Like um, so. That being said, Roses fought a Dana White contender series and then fought Jay Perrin. Jay Perrin would absolutely kick my ass in the street. He's a great U- uh, MMA fighter. We see him pretty frequently in the uh, New England MMA. So yeah, he is absolutely. not a UFC fighter, he's a local MMA fighter. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Again, beat the fuck out of me and he got a UFC fight, so good for him. I just Roses. He should get fucked up by somebody. Like that sounds so bad to say. So what I might do is sprinkle Roses inside the distance plus 120. Okay. Take him at plus 120. You don't like you're gonna you don't want minus 255 on this kid. He's either gonna get it inside the distance or or he's gonna lose inside the distance. This isn't gonna to go to decision. This is not yeah. gonna to go to decision.
1: Yeah, may, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a strong feeling either way. I do agree with you though. He's gonna lose at some point. I just don't think it's against a 25 year old with one win in the UFC. Uh, you know, I just it doesn't. That math doesn't make sense. Knowing that the UFC is backing this kid 110 percent in his development journey. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense.
0: I just hate he's, like, ranked number 55 bantamweight worldwide with a 7-0 record at 18. I'm like, dude, there's people (laughs) in fucking Brazil that would kill this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, that is that is kind of wild, dude. But I don't know. So what do you think? uh, So what are you thinking?
0: So it's either a pass or roses inside the distance for me. Again, I'm not taking Christian Rodriguez. I deep down hope Christian Rodriguez wins because I kind of like when, like, the UFC's plan goes to shit. So, you know. I'll root for Rodriguez and hope that he you know, clocks him and it's like, oh, the dream is done. We don't have anything here. But I'll take Roses probably inside the distance as a one unit at plus 120 single play, but probably not a parlay piece.
1: All right, all right. Like it. All right, next up, we got Kevin Holland coming in. The trailblazer, minus 245 favorite against Santiago and EBO at plus 205. And I got to tell you here, JB, I can't trust Kevin Holland anymore. Thank you. From a betting standpoint, I can't do it. No way. Especially now, like, coming off of two, it's like, where the fuck is his head at, you know? Like, you couldn't trust this guy to begin with. And now, for two losses, it's like, what can you truly expect? How serious is he taking this? I have no idea. What I do know is that Santiago Ponsonibio, like, the guy he beat alex brono and i'm very i'm very high on alex brono uh, and he got him out of there he finished him you know i i think is you know after his injury it's like you wonder what this guy could have been but to me he still got that elite top 5 in his blood i'm not saying he's going to ever end up there again the guy's 36 now but he had that at one point of his career you know and i think if he gets, if he comes in there with a game plan, man, I trust his fight IQ. I trust his skills. I think he could beat Kevin Holland, man. I do. I just don't know if I'm confident to get involved in this in any way. You know what I mean? I would like to take Santiago and at plus 205, maybe get a little action straight up just on that, you know? But uh, I might need some convincing, man. What do you think?
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm pretty high on Santiago here. Now, I will be completely transparent. My hatred for Kevin Holland is pretty high. Um, the only yeah. I'll give... yeah, it's gone up. It's gone up over the over the months. I, I will give Kevin Holland credit that he took the fight on uh, to Cosmo on short notice. I give him that. But I feel like he belongs in the WWE and not the mm. UFC. I think mm. he's a great personality. I think he's got a yeah. great mouth, and he loves talking shit. But let's just run. So we lost to Steven Thompson. Okay. Lost to Cosmo, everyone knew that. Oh, he beat Tim Means. Cool. He beat Alex Olivier. Cool. Like you got to keep scrolling. He lost to Vittori. He lost to Brunson. Oh, he beat Ronaldo yeah. Susan, in twenty twenty. Like he hasn't beaten anyone of substance recently. Is mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Um, that's that's true.
0: Again, to your point, I am also high on Alex Morano. Where I think I bet bet him. Against I Santiago, I too, I lost yeah. <laughs> And then you look at Santiago's losses. Michelle Pereira, I had mixed feelings about him, but he's definitely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Neil, okay, cool. Uh, he beat Baez and then he lost to Leech. And then you got to scroll to see his last loss back in 2015. I don't care about anything that happened in 2015. So yeah. Santiago here at plus 205. I got in this early. I like I. I've already bet this. He's already a parlay piece. He's already in a parlay piece with other things that are avoided because it was, you know, fights are canceled, kiesa mm-hmm. and all that. But this is. I, I'm very confident on Santiago. All right, so you could you
1: convince me, man. You definitely convince me. And even those losses that you mentioned against Michelle Pereira and Jeff Neal, both of those were split decision losses. A judge thought he won both of those
0: fights against. They were the, Pereira the problem. I have Daniel. is Michelle Pereira. I feel and again, again, it was down to the judges. So what am I to say? I feel like Michelle Pereira definitely did not win that fight. That was I remember that
1: it was it was wild. That was close. Yeah. yeah. yeah I so look, totally convinced me, bro. And I think it's a steal actually now that we're talking through it, <laughs> even at plus two oh five, man. Cause you got one serious fighter and one not serious at all fighter. I'll take yeah. the serious
0: fighter. Now what's gonna happen? Is like Santiago gotta have him down and like choke him out and Kevin Holland's gonna give the thumbs up and then come up and upkick him the next round. Possibly. Ah, don't could say that shit. It could happen. It could happen. I just I I Kevin Kevin Holland is set up for the WWF more than the UFC.
1: Yep, I like that. That's that's a great take. <laughs> All right. Next up, the New England Cartels owned Rob fought as a dog plus 155 against Adrian Yana's uh favorite minus 180. Adrian's got quite the streak going and uh I don't know what to do with this fight, JV. I've thought about it for a bit. I don't know what to do with it. I just think Rob Font's boxing skills uh, are phenomenal. But I think Adrian Yanez, as a fighter, is without a doubt on his way up. I think he's going to be something, man. At 29 years old, coming into his prime, sitting in three. Then you got Rob Font past his prime. 35 years old, uh, his last two losses have been against Cheeto Vera and Aldo, so he's fighting elite talent, right? But I think um, Rob's best days are behind him, and I think if I were to take a stab here at on Yanez, is the up-and-coming fighter. But I, I just – I think it's going to be a close fight, man. I'm psyched to watch it. I'm staying away from this.
0: I just love how you're like, oh, his best days are behind him, and he's two years younger than us. It's like, oh, so –
1: Oh my god! Can you can you imagine getting in an octagon with like a twenty nine year old stud yeah. like Adrian? Can you imagine? I can that? barely get off the couch or out right of bed. <laughs> oh, god.
0: Um, <laughs> huge disclaimer here: New England Cartel, Calvin Cater's gym. Yeah, I'm gonna bet Rob Font. I'm yeah. gonna bet Rob Font. <laughs> um, Dude, why
1: not? Dog money, come on!
0: It's dog money. He lost to Marlon Barrow and Jose Aldo. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can live with that. He beat Carter, uh, Cody Garbrandt and Marlon Moraes and Ricky, like, Simone. I do agree with you. I think uh, Adrian Yanez is a fresh up-and-comer, but I just look at the strength of schedule, and it's like, who? who Randy Costa is the only one that stands out here that's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I know him, and I have watched multiple of his fights. Everyone else is like, yeah, maybe I watched that fight. Um so you give me a yeah. New England guy at plus money, and I just went to his combat FC at Encore, and he was there in the corner of multiple UFC fighters. Yes, yeah, give me Rob Font. Give me Rob Font all day. Don't get why cute, not? just Rob Font plus one fifty-five. Sure,
1: I like it. And why not? Like you said, you know. All right, Gilbert Burns, favorite at minus four fifty against Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. The BM, they're keeping that alive, man. They're keeping that alive. I don't know if you saw the press conference. They mentioned it multiple he times. With him? Was it no, that? no, they didn't, they didn't go that far. They just kind of announced it when he was coming out to the press conference. The BMF, anyway. Plus three sixty. God damn! Last time I checked, Masvidal by KO was seven hundred. And you know what? Like, why not? Why not? Uh, should Gilbert Burns win? Yeah, of course he should. Are they going to keep? A, are they going to keep this fight on the feet? And that's the question. You know what I mean? Masvidal's got some grappling skills. He's not a wrestling ace by any means, and he's certainly got nothing to offer from a jujitsu perspective, especially with regards to Gilbert Burns. Like, not even on the same level, right? But if it's on the feet. Are you telling me that Masvidal doesn't have a chance at the KO at clipping Gilbert Burns, hurting him and getting him out of there? Of course there's a chance he can do that. So at plus 700, I, I feel like you have to take a stab on that because what the fuck else are you going to do with Gilbert Burns? Take him straight up? Forget about it. Even put him in a parlay is silly. Like I don't know. I think the line's off, man. I'm not a Masvidal fan by any means at this point in his career. By any means, I do not like him as a fighter, but I I think the line
0: is quite disrespectful, JB. It's just my thoughts. Um, Yes, you I agree with everything you said. The line is disrespectful. I don't think it's as off as you think it is. I think it's off. I think it's way two-sided, but Burns should be the favorite here. If you tell me Burns is plus... Of course, yeah. Sorry, minus 200, minus 250. Okay.
1: Minus Yeah. 300, JB. Yeah, I think that's right. Burns minus 300.
0: Um, Here are my thoughts, and we've talked about this, right? Jorge has mentioned the R word, retirement. Yes. Um, If he loses this fight, he should retire. There is that, you know what? Good for him to come out and say that if I lose this fight, I should retire. He should. He should. Mm -hmm. He should go make money somewhere else because his UFC career is done. You won the BMF belt. That was the height of your career. Congratulations thank you for destroying Ben Askren, but I think everything else. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm not impressed with Gilbert Burns. Now, wrestling, Ooh, really? Uh, no, yeah, like wrestling wise. Yes. He's the better wrestler, but Jorge has great takedown defense. I yeah, know yeah. he's a street fighter, but he has like, he's like 75% takedown defense.
1: So if Gilbert can't take yeah. him to the ground,
0: which again, I think he will eventually, I think he get like, Round one, round two, okay, you know, Jorge's tired. Gilbert takes him down and Russell fucks him for, like, all of the half of the second round and all of the third. Just to your point, Jorge can knock him out. I right. don't know if Gilbert can knock out Jorge. Does, um, Gilbert, so, does Gilbert possess Kamaru Usman power?
1: Uh, he throws bombs, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the technique, no, absolutely not. I think Usman's shot was a great Technical power shot that he destroyed Mosfidal with. Uh, Gilbert Burns throws massive power, but doesn't have the technique. He's not trained by Trevor Whitman. You know what I mean? But he, if he catches Mosfidal with one of those overhand overhand rights, yeah, he could knock him out. And Mosfidal's chin at 38 years old. Who knows how that's going to hold up? But you're you're right to question whether or not Gilbert Burns on the feet you know, can catch him and put him away. I think you're right to question that.
0: It's just I don't I just I don't and this here here's here's my like internal dilemma. I have Gilbert Burns like signed UFC gloves from having Ooh. an NFT. So like I want those to go up in value, but then I'm looking at who he fought and I'm like, oh he beat Tyron Woodley. Usman Usman canceled lost to Usman in round three. I remember that fight yeah. KO Uh, I'm not going to count as the grappling match. And then beat Steven Thompson. Then lost to Chemayev. Okay. And then beat Neil Magny round one. (sighs) Jorge is a live dog here. So I'm going to take him. Not only am I going to take him. I'm going to be traveling for Easter. But you know what I'm packing? I'm packing my Razor Ramon. (laughs) What the fuck? Your Razor razor
1: Ramon what?
0: My Razor Ramon button down, bro. (laughs) All of my Razor... (laughs) It's got Razor Ramon on the ladder. Razor Ramon walking out. The Razor Ramon shirt. Oh God! And again, let's not forget Jorge Masvidal. Where is this fight? Miami. It's in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the king of Miami. So, Jorge Masvidal plus three sixty. I like. I think you take yeah. it, but I also think you take more on the KO because I don't think this goes yeah, to too. decision, and I think if it goes to decision. Gilbert Burns, like, ends up getting more control time and blah, 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 and he ends up losing the fight. So the play is Jorge Mazdal by KO. Don't get cute with the rounds. Just take him by KO and hope yeah. it's like a fucking Ben Askren knee in the first fucking 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, I I, I like that. Mazdal, KO, why not? I'm just saying, you saw that Gilbert burns Shemaya fight. He's, he's got a dog in him, man. He's got a dog in him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the main event! Alex Pereira as a slight dog, plus one fifteen against Izzy Adesanya at minus one thirty five. I'm torn to shit on this fight, bro. I really Fine. am. T- I really am. I am. <sighs> the fight, the last fight, man. Mm-hmm. Adesanya had that. He 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 had the fight won before he got assaulted in the fifth round by Pereira. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that alone, it's like, okay, this time around, is is he going to continue to outclass him on the feet and win the majority of rounds? Can he stay away from Alex Pereira's assault? I don't know. I'll tell you, man, I've been watching some videos of Alex Pereira. He looks dangerous, man. He looks on point. He looks focused. He looks like he's ready to put this thing away. But I just, as much as I don't like Israel out of Sunday, I respect the hell out of his game. Respect the hell out of his skill. Let me tell you what's really got me torn. Did you see the press conference tonight? Saw half of it. Izzy looks scared, man. If you want to watch the stare down at the very end, Izzy looks – I haven't seen him like this, man. He's looking at a boogeyman that's beat him three times, knocked him out twice. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So um, here's the thing. Alex Pereira has yet to let me down. I feel like you got to ride with him. I feel like you got to ride with him. And you know what? (sighs) I think it's going to be one of those things, JB. Let's see how the night goes. And finally, finally, thank God, we'll have the flexibility to slang some last-minute bets from the comfort of our coach. That's going to be me. I'm not saying anything yet. I'm going to wait, see how the night goes. And it's going to be one of those things. If I need to, I'll pull the trigger big on Pereira.
0: Yeah. So um, Pereira is going to win. I, I, I'm very confident on it. I think it just take the plus 115. I think him by KO is plus 200, plus 195, depending on the book. I just don't see the value in just singling yourself out for that. Um, to your point, I think Izzy is scared. I think Izzy has lost this human being all the time. I think Pereira is dangerous. I think he's more of a psychopath, and I think he's also coached by Glover Teixeira, which Correct. I think is so not talked about enough. Um, dude,
1: dude, he he nailed a beautiful takedown in that last
0: fight, man. Just and All you can think of is damn, that was from Glover, and it's not just like. And again, this is where I'll age myself. It's like almost like the Rocky Tommy Gunn like aspect. Like every <laughs> time Glover takes a photo, it's like oh. Fucking Pereira's sitting in his family's couch as they watch a movie together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pereira yeah. is part of the Teixeira family. Yes. And I don't know if you remember, but, like, when Teixeira lost to... What did he just lose to? Um, The... Yes.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Well, he... he um, Goddamn, he lost to Jamal Hill. Yes. Do
0: you remember Pereira staring down Jamal Hill? Oh yeah, in the co- <laughs> yeah, like that. This guy is psychotic. Like he just yeah. wants to kill people. So he's like, "You just hurt someone that I care about. So I'm gonna run through Israel Adesanya. Then I'm gonna give up this belt, and then I'm gonna come for yours and kill you." Yeah, yeah. He has that killer instinct. Um, Adesanya wait, wait, became let,
1: let, a. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. With Pereira, you said take him straight up, right? By KO though, so you think Pereira wins the decision here? Outclasses Izzy, hits him with the better shots, but doesn't put him away.
0: So I think he puts him away, but I'm not confident because Izzy, he's a style bender, right? Like he go matrix, yeah, mode and be like, Oh, yeah. or, but my point is, is like, what is significant strikes at the end? Like, yeah, you don't, don't want to, yeah. like, you don't want to sit here at the end of the night and be like, well, fuck, Pereira could have knocked him out 15 times, he didn't, but he out, outstri- like, the significant strikes is absurd. And I'm going to yeah. lose money on it. Like, you're getting plus money on Alex Pereira, the champion. You're getting plus money on the current fucking champ.
1: Right, right. Take it. All right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now again, look, Izzy,
0: Izzy can... may come out here and like, oh, style bender, and oh, look at me. Um, but you know what's going to happen if that happens? Pereira's going to get an instant rematch. He has to at that point. He would. He would. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I think um, that
1: makes sense, I suppose, even with the decision win by Pereira, because if he's the one doing the damage, which I believe clearly would be the case, when he connects, judges will take notice, as opposed to Izzy's style, connecting from the outside, dancing around and all that. So, all right, look, we'll see how the night goes. Maybe you can sway me.
0: And I'm just like, Izzy became a decision machine. decision machine. Pereira is a finisher machine. Correct.
1: That is right. That is right. So so, so, look, the last fight, Pereira knew he had to go and put bail to the metal. He did, and Izzy could not stop him. Just too big of a man coming at you with fists of stone, bro. And we saw what happened, right? So the question is, if Pereira decides to do that again, you know what I mean? Can Izzy handle that? Can he run away, which he tried to do last time but got clipped? So I think that's the big question. Is is he capable of getting away from
0: this guy when he comes to murder you? I don't know. I just uh, again, I'm very excited for this fight. I was very excited for the first fight. I did bet on Pereira. I was like, stoked when Izzy won. I I've kind of bet against the whole Kamara Usman Nagano Izzy Adesanya thing just because I don't like them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just Herrera is psycho dude. He
1: is. He's he's a different human man. He's a different kind of human. Like being. they
0: showed the like the video from the first round, and it was like they oh Izzy and Pereira just stared at each other the entire five minutes of Bruce Buffer's introduction. I was like, no, 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 it's Pereira who locked eyes with Izzy, and Izzy was like, if I break yes. contact, yes, I lose yeah, yeah, his yeah, vibe.
1: exactly. You're exactly right. I want you to watch this stand down yes. after the uh, press conference. I want yes. you to watch that, and you'll see that it is Izzy looking at a psychopath and trying to match the- <laughs> his energy, and it shows, yes. man, it really does.
0: And you also know Izzy's gonna come up with some like absurd entrance and Pereira's gonna come out with some like tribal, like this is me who I am, and exactly. I'm gonna stab you to death. Like two two different humans. You're exactly yes. right. <laughs> so I'm again to your point, I'm I'm much more confident on Pereira, so I will see how the night goes. If it is a positive night for your boy, this will be a max play for me. Yeah.
1: Oh, god, oh, this could be fun. This could be fun,
0: (laughs) but it hasn't been fun, so let's talk about Oh, god, how is this
1: possible, bro? What
0: the bro? Just being able to gamble and everything is, um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna set this up like you benefited from being out of the country for three
1: weeks, yeah, I did, yeah, that's probably true. Like, you went on our (laughs) bender.
0: You went up and we're like peace out and then we are enabled able to that. It's, it's, it's the perfect
1: thing after a bender like that. Just get the fuck out of there, you know?
0: Cuz I was up whatever. <laughs> I was up more than 4.7 units in March. Well, yeah, 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 it. yeah. Right. Again, what this doesn't count is the ATM reverse ATM machines, which That's significant not going to count it because, again, all right, here's my biggest pet peeve, right? Like, we are on picket. You can see my bets anytime. You can see my stats anytime. Mm-hmm. What I hate is if you go on Pickett, you'll see people like, oh, Max play. I haven't lost a bet in three weeks. You click on their profile, and they don't sync their bets. Ah, I will stay here bullshit, and dude. tell you I lost all my money. I will sit what? here and tell you I lost everything. It's not a That's part of it, man. Yeah, that's part of it. But they
1: got to fix this whole k- kiosk thing, man. Of course, we're going to be placing bets at the kiosk does not reflect in Picket. Somehow, WinBet has to connect those to the app. Somehow, I think. Some I think if I scan
0: my card, it should just link to my bet, my app, which then links uh, okay. to the Picket. More so for the fact if it links to my app, then I don't have to go to the cashier's window to cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we are at an hour and 47 minutes, which probably means we're actually closer to an hour and 20, which isn't bad.
1: Oh, okay. That's also – No, I don't think you're right, though. I think we're actually at an hour and 47 minutes. No, I didn't hit end.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. All right.
1: So not bad. Not bad,
0: bro. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> uh, only thing we got in the docket is CES 73, Friday, May 13th. I don't know who's fighting. I don't know if we're gonna get tickets. Saw it on Tapology. Uh Pat Sullivan. I'm gonna tag you in this. Hook us hey, up with some tickets, Sully. bro. All right. Sully, let's get Boston Bruce best in the mat. Let's get Boston Bruce,
1: yeah. the- all right? Come on, we will be there. We will be there. It's about a month away. We will be there. That's
0: all I got. That was a long show, and my computer died, and my internet died, and everything. But uh, (laughs) money. But I don't know. What do you? Any final thoughts here?
1: Well, I look. There's a lot to catch up on. I think we was success. um, But I think you're right, though. I needed to get away from the action, and I uh, was off to Europe for a few weeks. I am hungry. I am hungry, and I'm coming back this weekend with a vengeance. None of this fucking, oh, I finished the night, oh, minus half a unit or plus a unit or something like that. No, it's time to make moves, man. You've been hogging all the action, JB, since the shit got legal. It's time for Joey to come and establish his presence. That's what I just say.
0: I love it. I love your uh, enthusiasm. Did you bet on the Masters? Just curious. I did not know. So you did not bet on the picks I told you to bet on. No,
1: dude. I look. I'm. I got back like a day and a half ago, bro. I, I forgive me. I haven't bet on golf yet for fuck's sake.
0: Just looking at what I texted you. Wow. All right. I mean, I told you to bet on Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Jordan Spieth. Phil and Jordan Spieth are live dogs. I left out the Brooks Kep Brooks Kepka play that I played, and he's in first place right now. So, um, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, ebbs and flows, bro. Ebbs and flows. you did damn right, man. We really need the San Diego Padres to pull this out tonight. So, if we got any Padres fans out there, let's uh have that happen. I don't know why my cash out keeps <laughs> changing, but <reason>. <laughs> Padres, Padres. All right, it, brother. Man. So, we gotta get back. All right. So, uh, it's been a hiatus, rightfully so, yeah. but yeah, yeah, we're gonna go back to every week. Is that fair? You goddamn right, dude. Absolutely,
1: no question about it.
0: All right, well, uh, let's make some money this weekend. Let's, uh, yes, sir. You are positive. I will get positive. I promise everyone I'll be positive by the end of the year. And with that, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm coming over for some, for some beers on Saturday. That's all. I'm not here on Saturday, so you'll be in the front yard waiting. You son of a bitch! I thought you were around. No, I got to go to the in-laws for Easter because that's family Oh, I thought
1: night. they were coming to your place. All right. No,
0: no, right, no, one, no one, one makes my life, life easy. easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Whoa, 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 time on, time, 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 brisket. Whoa. All right. Oh, okay. Hang on. We texted oh, about yeah. this, but you are Australian brisket. I'm going to order it July 8th, pay-per-view. We're going to smoke a bunch oh. of meat and dude. a bunch of weed and drink a of beer.
1: Hey, dude, is this, is this the tw- like 20 brisket you order from Traeger?
0: I I don't know. I will find a brisket to order. I just, I saw July, I saw July 8th was a pay per view. And I was like, Kristen, I don't have plans these days. And she was like, Yeah, what do you want? I was like, I'm just going to not be here. I will. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. I would like to smoke a brisket for 18 hours. That's what I would like to do. I'm in. Count me in, brother. All right. So maybe a live. Oh, oh, we, last final thought anyone who goes to our youtube channel this is going to be a terrible video i will try to edit but the worst oh, the li- <laughs> video was the live stream during march madness um i think we had someone named hank joined um but yeah we'll get better we're getting we're, we're learning yeah, we're, learn. exactly. we're learning exactly
1: it's a learning process i forgot about that bro shit all right well we'll do another live stream with the brisket
0: right maybe <laughs> yeah it's pretty all right until then i will get positive you stay positive be well my friend
1: all right till next time